May these words of my mouth and this meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Waiting is one of the most difficult things we do. Everything from the mundane of waiting for a package to arrive to the more weighty, waiting for a loved one to return home, waiting for test scores or college acceptance letters, or even waiting for a relationship to mend, waiting for test results, waiting for a cure. Waiting can be excruciating. We often feel that knowing even hard truths is easier than waiting, because at least then we feel like we can do something. Waiting so often feels actionless. We can start to make plans when we're no longer waiting. We are impatient, aren't we? Or at least maybe I should just speak for myself here. I am impatient. But I'm better than I used to be. I think some of our best lessons are learned through hard times, don't you? If you'll indulge me, I'd like to share a personal story. And in it, I learned to be a bit more patient. You see, I don't care for winter. And I particularly disliked winter when we lived in Minnesota. It was brutal. We moved there in February, and I couldn't imagine that the place would ever be green. Everything was white, as far as the eye could see. It was that Narnia feeling of always winter and never Christmas. And I love summer. I grew up in Florida, and I much prefer heat to cold. I'm in love with the sights and sounds and smells and that carefree feeling of going barefoot that summer allows. I spent every winter that we were in Minnesota, and there were four of them, Wishing time away. Dreaming of summer. Marveling that in fact, beneath that frozen tundra that was our yard, life was waiting to spring forth. Summer would come, but it sure took its time getting there. And I was pretty miserable about all of this. My family had to endure a lot. Sometimes when Don and I would be on a walk and I'd had to put Vaseline inside my nose because that's a thing, it really freezes. I couldn't feel my hands. I couldn't feel my feet. I was such a baby. I would walk along and just yell for anyone to hear, I hate winter. <laughs> and it was totally childish, but it made me feel better, if even just for a moment. I wished time away. I wanted summer. So I grumbled my way through winter. 
every one of them. And everything would be better, I was convinced, once summer came. And then the summer of 2002 came. And sometime in August, I remember kneeling in my garden, weeding, trying to process the unbearable loss of my mother in early July. And weeding is actually a task that you can do when you're a little bit teary. And I remember sitting back on my heels with my hand full of weeds because I suddenly realized that this was what I'd been waiting for. All winter, while my mother was alive, I had wished time away. I'd grumbled and I'd complained to anyone who would listen. I'd failed to pay attention to the little details and blessings of the day-to-day. I'd hated the waiting, and I had wasted the waiting. Summer, this time that I'd longed for, had arrived. And it was one of the most painful times of my life to date. Our lessons today, they're all about the waiting. And paying attention while doing so. Paying attention to the present. As Christians, we exist in this in-between time. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again, but has not yet. We're waiting. And Advent reminds us of that. And Advent asks us pointedly, how are we spending that waiting? Longing for what's to come? Are we doing that with no regard at all for the present? Jeremiah tells us the days are coming. There's waiting. Four times the psalmist implores God to teach them. They're in between realizing that they don't know and receiving knowledge. They're waiting. The letter to the Thessalonians prays that the people may be blameless at the coming of our Lord. More waiting. Luke's gospel tells us that there will be signs and that the Son of Man will come in a cloud with power and great glory. Words that we say almost weekly in the 8 a.m. Eucharistic prayer. Waiting. Luke also warns us to be on guard and to be alert at all times. It can be hard to pay attention to the present while waiting on the future. Advent reminds us to be alert while we are waiting. We can get so distracted that we can miss what is right before us, 
signs that need attention, relationships that need mending, hearts that need softening, all preparation. We must tend to the present so that we will be ready for the future. We cannot will it. We cannot avoid it. But we can be more prepared for it if we tend to the present, to this time of waiting. These weeks leading up to Christmas are worthy of our full attention. I invite you to think of coming to St. John's for these next Sundays of Advent as your refuge, a harbor in the storm of commercialism and the rush of Christmas. See our Advent worship as the escape from all of the worldliness that surrounds us, a true sanctuary. We will wait We might as well wait together. And our waiting can be an exercise in being present and alert, a practice of using our time well and noticing the small things, like the changing of the light each day as we move toward the end of December. We can pay attention to the words of what we sing in Advent, carols that won't make it onto any radio station's holiday playlist. We can ponder the drama and the mystery of the scripture readings that foretell the return of Christ when most of the world is focused on his birth. We can make the most of waiting because these days, these days of December 2018, these days of Advent will be gone. And we're really not sure what's next. This is what we have today. This precious in-between time. Be present. Be alert. Notice in the waiting the little details and blessings of this day.